الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my brothers and sisters and elders before we go into today I want to talk to you about Ikrimah bin Vijahal رضي الله عنه but before that I just want to share with you a thought between in the last three days or four days from Friday today's Monday is four days I got news of the deaths of two of my friends one was under 50 uh, one, one was under 60 say about 55 and the other one was in his maybe 30 so maybe all of you whoever considers yourself to be my friend please cut your relations from me because it seems to be dangerous to be my friend they are all dying may Allah have mercy on us you know I was thinking when a child is born any child anywhere there are two things that can be said with complete certainty two things one is paradoxically the complete uncertainty about everything to do with that child How long will he live? We don't know. Will he be healthy or sick? We don't know. Will he be strong or weak? We don't know. Will he get married or not? We don't know. Will he have children or not? We don't know. Children good, bad, wife good, bad, husband good, we don't know. Will he be wealthy? Will he be... Nothing, nothing, nothing. Every single thing. And this we can say with certainty that there is no certainty with anything in life. And the second thing we can say with complete certainty is that that child will die. Some will die as an infant, some will die maybe as a toddler, some will, some, will, some will die as teenagers, some will die in 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 100s, whatever. But if they are born, they will die. Two things can be said with complete certainty about every single one. And so I remind myself that when we know with absolute certainty, without a, an iota of doubt, that if I know this, and I should know this, that one day I will die. And if I am not preparing for that, then I don't care how many PhDs I have, I don't care how many books I have written, I don't care who calls me what, I am a fool. I am a complete idiot. If I am not preparing for that one certainty that nobody can deny. There are people who deny Allah, there are people who deny Rasulullah, there are people who deny the Day of Judgment, there are people who deny everything, but nobody on the face of the earth denies death. Nobody says, I will not die. They will say, we, we die, we become mud, we become that. Doesn't matter. Will you die? Yes. What is the preparation for that? I'm asking myself this question because unlike anybody else, we Muslims, We say that there is a life after death. So if somebody who says that there is nothing after death, he or she does not prepare, maybe there is some logic. But somebody like us who says that there is a life after death, if we don't prepare, then what is the logic? We talk about Ikrima bin Abijal, and he is one of those people 
about whom subhanallah this shows the power of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide who he wishes allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said la tahdi man ahbabta walakinna allah yahdi man yasha allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayat to comfort rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said that it is not in your hands you cannot guide whoever you like because rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to get so upset that he's trying his best he's doing everything in his power to try to persuade people but some people i mean like his own uncle who he loved so much and his uncle loved him so much but didn't accept islam so he used to be very 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 aggrieved and you know very uh, sad about this so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah to comfort him la tahdi man ahabta you cannot guide who you like walakin allah yahdi man yasha and but allah can guide whoever he likes and in the sira when you read about the sahaba radhiyallahu anhum ajmain there are some incidents where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown this so clearly where people about whom before they accepted islam if somebody told you about this their life and said what do you think is the destination of this person you would say this one is 100% in the deepest pit in jahannam but no allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had something else for that person that person accepted islam and we do not take his name without saying radhiyallahu anhu and ikrimah bin abi jahal was one of them he was one of the greatest enemies of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam one of the greatest enemies of islam obviously his father was the greatest enemy so he had to follow his father he took part in the battle of badr on the part of the quraish he saw his father being killed there and obviously he became even more angry about the whole thing he could not even get his father's body to take it back to makkah to bury because of all the circumstances of badr then it came to uhud and in uhud of course the muslims suffered a defeat but that was not enough for him to cool his heart and to cool his anger and then came the battle of khandaq ghazwatul ahzab in ghazwatul ahzab he took a small detachment of quraish and there was one part in the trench which was not deep enough so he crossed over and there was a skirmish and in that skirmish one or two of his companions got killed so he ran away and he escaped and then came fatamakka and in fatamakka he again tried to uh, attack the muslim forces with a small group of people were khalid bin walid radhiyallahu by then he had become muslim so he faced khalid khalid bin walid and almost got killed in the process so he ran away Now there were seven people who after Fatah Makkah Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave us gave asylum and gave he forgave everybody anyone who is in the haram anyone who is in Abu Sufyan's house anyone who is in their own house and so on and so on he 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 forgave everyone except seven people there were seven people whose names Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned and he said that they are to be executed even if you find them hanging on the kiswa of the Kaaba or the, or on the door of the Kaaba he said kill them and one of them was ikrima bin abijah so when he heard that he disguised himself and he escaped and he decided to go off uh, to ethiopia or somewhere and he went off in the direction of yemen now meanwhile hind bin utba who was the wife of abu sufyan radhiyallahu anhu she accepted islam and her friend was 
ام حکیم وچ واز دا وائف آف اکرما بن ابی جہل سو شی ٹوک ام حکیم آلسو اینڈ دے وین ٹو رسول اللہ وسلم اینڈ ہند بن اتبا شی کیم اینڈ شی سر یا رسول اللہ آئی انووک آور ریلیشن شپ آور فیملی دے وار ریلیٹڈ دس وار آل فرام بنو ہاشم اینڈ فرام دا قریش سو شی سر آئی بیگ یور پارڈن فار آل دیٹ آئی ڈیڈ فار حمزہ رد لانو اینڈ سو آن سو آن اینڈ آئی بیگ یو ٹو پلیز فگیو می اینڈ آئی ہیو ایکسیپٹیڈ اسلام اینڈ سو آن رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سیڈ یو آر ویلکم آئی فگیو یو دس دس ایف سمبڈی وانٹس پروف دیٹ رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم واز انڈیڈ دا میسنجر آف اللہ ان مائی ویو دا بگیسٹ پروف ابو اینی تھنگ ایلس is was his ability to forgive people there is no explanation his way of forgiving people is completely and to- it literally blows my mind today think about this we you know we find we say, say i don't like so and so for what for what Right? We have, we, I mean, may Allah protect us. We, 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 there are some people who can't stand, the, we can't stand the sight of the face of the person. Okay, for what? Did that person kill my wife? Did he kill my father? Did he kill my mother, sister, brother? What, what did he do? Did he, did he steal my property? Right? For the vast majority, I know I'm not saying everybody, but for the vast majority of us, The reason we dislike somebody is because we felt that this person is being disrespectful to me. This person is important and this person did not respect me. Yes or no? There was a, on a side note, there was a Ta'bai called Malik bin Dinar. And there's a whole beautiful story of how Malik bin Dinar came to Islam and so on and so on. I leave that aside. So Malik bin Dinar Rahmatullahi one day he was making tawaf of the Kaaba and the uh, one of the princes of the Banu Umayyah he also was making tawaf and he knew he knew who Malik bin Dinar was and he felt that Malik bin Dinar didn't show enough respect to him because he is a prince so he said to Malik bin Dinar do you know who I am Malik bin Dinar said yes of course I know who you are. Say, so who am I? He said, you are that drop of water, the semen, after the ejection of which both your parents had a, had a bath. And then he said, today, you are the one who carries his feces and his urine with him, wherever he goes. And he says, you are the one who one day, when you die, they will not be able to stand the smell of your rotting body. So this is who you are. And subhanAllah, Malik bin Dinar's description is not only for that man. That is Malik bin Dinar was describing me. Malik bin Dinar was describing every single one of us. Who am I? I am a drop of semen after ejecting of which my mother and father both had a ghusl. So what is this izzah? 
what respect do i want people to give me how much respect do you give to a, to, to a drop of semen eh? is a drop of semen worthy of respect how much respect do you want to give to a rotting corpse which is stinking the place up so bury the damn thing i mean put it in dig a hole put it in the ground and we are offended and we will not forgive it rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they harmed him like wallahi subhanallah ilazim they harmed him the way that nobody can imagine he forgave them so now um hakim came and she said ya rasulullah i have accepted islam i are and i am so and so and i know what my husband is and i know what my father in law was and so on and so on. ya rasulullah please forgive my husband he is running away i i if he goes away i am you know i will be i and right what do i do rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said i will give him amana i will forgive him call him back so umma hakim radhiyallahu she went and imagine these people also this one single woman she goes off all the way to yemen by herself so she took one slave with her and she went all the way to yemen and she found him he was negotiating with a muslim ship captain to cross over so the ship captain said to him i will take you provided you say la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah <laughs> so ikrima bin abu jahl said to run to escape from that i am coming here you want me to say this he said if i have to say this then why why am i here he said that i don't know but i will not take you unless you say the kalima you can go back and that is when umaki came and she said to him look i just came from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he is willing to give you amana so come he said are you sure you did you meet him he said yeah, i met him what did he say he said this so he came back Now when he came, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. See again, see there. This is the Subhanallah. I tell you, if somebody does not love Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then he has his heart is. I don't even know what to say. How can you not love somebody like this? You know what he says? For Ikrimah bin Abi Jahl, he is his worst enemy and the and the son of his worst enemy. He tells people nobody will mention Abu Jahl before him. because when you mention the dead it causes mention meaning if you if you if you abuse the dead if you criticize the dead it causes pain to the living and it does not do anything to the dead the man who is dead is dead it doesn't matter you can curse him you can say what you want doesn't go to him but the one who is alive it will pain him don't say anything about it huh what kind of heart is this So he came up to Abu Jahl and he said, "He said, 'Salam.' He said, 'Ya Rasulullah, I'm here.' And Rasulullah uh, Sallam told him, 'Please come sit.' He treated him with hisa. Then he came up and said, 'What do you? What is it that you are? What is the message, Ya Rasulullah?' So he said, 'Ashhadu Allahu Ilaha Illallah, wa Ashhadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah.' So he came up to Abu Jahl and said, 'Yes, I accept this.' He said, 'Ashhadu Allahu Ilaha Illallah, wa Ashhadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah.' And he said, 'Whatever I have done till now.'" I will do twice that now for Islam. He said I was an enemy of Islam, you know this, and I did all of this. He said now I will do double of that. And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala took the took this work from him all the way up to the battle of Yarmouk. Ikrimah bin Abi Jahl was a beautiful sahabi and he fought in all the battles and he did his best and in the battle of Yarmouk Ikrimah bin Abi Jahl was in the in the middle of the fight with the Romans. to the extent that Khalid bin Walid and these were all friends and these were all they, they, they were all the same age and this was the 
the, the Shabab of the, of the Quraysh, Khalid bin Walid came and he stopped him and he said, you will kill yourself, you will die. You are going alone in the middle of the Romans, in the middle of the Byzantines, don't do that, you will die. So Ikrimah said, why should I live and do what? When the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in danger, he said, leave me. And he called the people and he said, who is willing to come with me? And we will settle this once and for all this battle. So a whole group of people came. And they went. And they went deep inside the Romans. And turned the tide of battle and the Romans ran. But when the battle was finished, Ikrimah bin Abijayal and two others of his closest companions, had Allah had given them shahada. And that is why Rasulullah said, al-amalu bil The amal is based on how it ends. And that's why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us Ahsanul Khatima. To give us Ahsanul Khatima. Whatever we did, we ask Allah to give us the rest of our lives that we do better. That we seek forgiveness for what we did. And we are and we know Allah will forgive. We have this complete and total faith. In the forgiveness of Allah, because that faith is based on His promise that He will forgive. We ask Allah to forgive us, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to do better than what we did, each day better than the next, until the last day, which should be the best of our lives, inshallah, the day when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.